This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, it is Friday, ladies and gentlemen, Friday evening, Saturday morning. And uh, some exciting news, folks, exciting news for you and for me. I've got three guests lined up today. So this is going to be fantastic. On Sunday, I'll be conducting two interviews, all right? While you're out having a good time, I will be here at the Dustin Gold Standard Studio Recording two interviews. First interview, folks, I can announce it now because it's locked in, is going to be with Legal Man, all right, of the podcast The Quash. I've interviewed him once before. He is a wealth of knowledge, highly entertaining gentleman. Some of you may follow him on Twitter at US Crime Review. He used to be U.S. Law Review, but he ended up in Twitter jail so many times he had to change his name, and his account is set to private, so I'm not exactly sure how that works. If you don't follow him now, I don't know if you can follow him. I don't know. We'll find out from him on Sunday when we conduct that interview, but we are going to talk about a wide range of topics, folks. First off, he has a movie coming out. Uh, called The Jones Plantation, which is sort of this allegory. It was written by Larkin Rose, who's big in the freedom movement. And it's this allegory, basically how we grew out of Chateau slavery into debt slavery. So that's going to be an exciting conversation. Uh, also, we're going to talk about his old website that he really hasn't kept up with, but some fantastic stuff I've been reading on there from the old days. All about lies and lies and lies and how to basically understand how the system works and how the lies work. And this way, when you're reading information, you're watching the news, you'll be able to dissect the lies. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into his Lysander uh, Spooner series, which has been downright fascinating folks i've been following it for about a year i think he's been working on that so we're going to get into the spooner series and then we're going to generally talk about the stuff that is going on today i'll bring up some of the topics that we've been covering here and see what he knows about them because he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all of not the conspiracy theories the conspiracies 
that were committed by our government, you know, in our name. So we're going to do that, folks, on Sunday, and I'm going to air that Monday morning when I fill in for the Thomas Paine podcast, the mothership of this Paine.tv slash gold operation, ladies and gentlemen. Then I just lined up Dana. I don't want to give out his last name, but he's from pain.tv slash gold. He has been sending me intelligence on Operation Paperclip, on MK Ultra, on experiments I didn't even know that were going on that the Soviet Union was conducting in their quest to build the supreme being, in their quest to sort of bring to fruition this idea of transhumanism. And in fact, I've told you before, Soviet Union was kind of a technocracy. So we'll get into that with Dana. He just is a wealth of knowledge. Folks, I talked to him today for about an hour, and I said, damn it, we should have recorded this conversation because it was fascinating. And so we're going to get into all sorts of stuff, I think, on that interview. And he sounds like somebody that may turn into a regular guest because sometimes I get quite lonely over here, folks. And I'm just talking to you guys the whole time, reviewing articles, analyzing videos, trying to put the pieces together. And sometimes it's great to be able to spitball with someone else who is aware of this stuff, but who has studied different elements than you have, you know, my case than I have. So it's going to be great. And, uh, and then finally, I just lined up another guest through the booking agency that brought us the Broadway producer who told us about live entertainment technology, the fusion of live entertainment and engaging tech. And I learned quite a bit from that, you know, although it's, it, you know, I don't promote technology, but I learned a lot from that. This person has developed a video platform that uh, and I just looked at it briefly, so I don't know the whole thing yet. I'll obviously do my research before the interview. I'm not sure exactly when that one is going to take place, but this guy built a platform that's supposedly supposed to stop you from being tricked by deep fake videos, uh, fake news, fake reviews, and fake products. And it has something to do with uploading videos to their secure servers, and then they're somehow kind of timestamp and they supposedly can't be manipulated. I don't know. I have to look into it because I don't know anything about the tech as I've showed you in past episodes. There's people working on that kind of technology so you never know if they're sincere, where they come from. But again, I'm opening the doors up to talk about this kind of stuff because every interview we conduct, every person I speak with, I pick up intelligence and therefore I assume that you pick up intelligence as well. So we'll be doing that interview and then i am for a fourth guest trying to squeeze maria albanese back in here uh soon because i want to talk to her about some research that she's doing on the world economic forums merger with the dubai smart world that they're building over there and so i'm going to try to bring her in and then a fifth guest that i'm working on now 
is a guy that I met here. I mentioned to him to you before. He was an architect and an engineer, uh, older gentleman, but he is into homeopathy and he believes technology is going to destroy humanity. Uh, he comes from the left. That's fine with me. Uh, as long as you are against technocratic transhumanism, uh, you are on my team. As you know, I believe this is a war being waged against humanity. And so they have us arguing at the surface level they have us fighting over you know race and ethnicity and everything when in fact they're going to try to wipe out the human race so we're going to have to start reaching across the proverbial aisle folks and start talking to people uh, that are on the side of humanity so i'm working on getting him in here i've had many conversations with him it's just kind of loosening him up and getting him to want to come on here and have a conversation because he's not um, seeking any kind of attention these are his personal thoughts based on his research over the years he's kind of a hermit type guy but uh, really intelligent really fascinating so i am working on that and then also just so you know keep your eye out for this uh once our baby is born and everything sort of settles back down i am working on a one week long series so it'll be the whole week in which i am going to go through a book written in the 70s called birth without violence um, a book that my mother read actually before i was born and then my wife and i read it and that's kind of what inspired us on our journey to do this birth naturally and at home so i'm going to start off with that book um, because it's sort of difficult to find i i believe you have to get used copies i was able to find three used copies and i bought all three so we're going to do that book and then i'm looking at uh bringing in one of our midwives or a couple of our midwives it depends from the midwifery we used our doula uh and then the doctor who we are using the pd uh, as our pediatrician uh and then this woman who we met who had three children with the midwifery and she has sort of been our non-official homeopathy coach uh she is trained in homeopathy she's getting ready to launch a consulting business so i'm going to make the whole week all about natural birth home birth uh, and then talking to these uh, people that have worked within the rockefeller medical complex who have withdrawn become midwives become doulas uh, become doctors that are focused on holistic and homeopathy so we're going to do a whole week on that but i want to just have the baby born first it's too much to try to organize four or five guests and everything uh with that going on so i've got the few guests that we're working on now and then we'll do a whole week on natural birth natural remedies homeopathy and everything else it'll be a, a series and um hopefully my baby will be sitting right here next to me during the show so no it's going to be great I, i've got it all kind of blocked out i know where i want to go with it and during that week i may also bring in one of the farmers who we've bought a lot of our vegetables from basically supplemented everything we were able to grow in our garden so we've been working with her since uh, i think last april and so she's going to come on and then in the spring we're actually going to shoot um, like an hour mini doc around her farm and she's going to show how she grows everything her focus has been for the last 18 years growing vegetables 
in harmony with nature. And so she doesn't use chemicals or pesticides or anything like that. And she's going to show some of the tricks to that. And we're going to talk about her history that goes all the way back pretty much to the founding of this country. She had uh, some relatives that were pretty damn close to Amish. So it's going to be a great conversation. So I might work her in that week. And then that whole week will be focused on natural birth and home birth and eating healthy and working with your local farm. So that'll be kind of escape from the matrix and talking about the matrix, but actually talking about how to exit the matrix and the steps you can make to exit the matrix. I think that's important that we keep going back to that. That's all part of the solutions to the problems, you know, within your personal life, folks. So I think that's going to be great. All right. Now, where are we, folks? We are stuck kind of the last uh, couple of episodes. I've been focusing on the rise in, I believe, the orchestrated rise in mental illness, the expansion of mental health issues here in the United States and around the world caused by social media, by the internet, by AI and robots replacing people in their jobs, by the ushering in of the fourth industrial revolution technologies, and then also with everything that has happened since COVID land, the high school theater production. So people being locked up in solitary confinement, issues going on at home, depression, anxiety, everything growing out of the transition here during the fourth industrial revolution. So I've been focusing on that because at the same time that I'm seeing the studies come out on the increase in mental illness, I'm seeing this big push for psychedelics. And so we reviewed several of the types of psychedelics they're rolling out and they are working around the clock to push the psychedelics into the medical field as replacements for rockefeller pharmaceuticals now don't think that they're giving you some kind of magic mushrooms that they picked out in the woods all of this stuff is genetically modified it is you know lab tweaked it's all made by the same companies that are making the vaccines and the drugs that we hate so much so when i see someone say i'm going to replace uh my you know adderall with uh ketamine or my adderall with uh, psilocybin mushroom juice you know it's like okay well you're going from one big pharma drug to the other i'd rather see people get off the drugs and repair themselves in other ways uh you know again if, if you have issues i don't blame you for using these things i'm not judging people we're stuck in the middle of the matrix some of us are just waking up to this and now we're trying to figure out how to live one foot in and one foot out so part of this show is i'm presenting this evidence i'm not judging anybody who has to use this stuff but i am making you aware of it ladies and gentlemen so we are talking about mental illness we are talking about the psychedelics coming in the coupling of the psychedelics with the virtual reality glasses and the reason why let's not lose focus is because this is an extension of mk ultra mind control the cia's program that ran uh from you know about 1953 to 1964 headed up by sydney gottlieb the cia chemist who was trained by the nazi and japanese 
torturers, folks. And so this all comes from and stems from Operation Paperclip, which is when we brought all of the Nazi scientists and engineers over here following World War II. And so we'll delve into this and bring more MKUltra and Operation Paperclip into the conversation we have with Dana on Sunday and try to fill in any of the blanks, any of the big pieces that I missed while talking about this. We will fill in with Dana. But what we're going to do tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm going to walk you through the rest of the information that I think is important on this push for the psychedelics into the mainstream. And the reason why we're going to do that is I need to make you fully aware of what these guys are doing. And then this way, you'll keep your ear to the ground. You'll keep your eyes open for this. And hopefully, you will be able to avoid it. You'll be able to warn some people. You may be able to save some lives. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Come over there and join us, folks. Join us at Pain.tv slash gold. It's a fine community of like-minded folks. You get the ad-free video versions of this podcast as well as the Thomas Paine podcast, and it's a great place to share intelligence. I'm meeting people there. I mean, that's where I met Dana, through Paine.tv slash gold, and now he's coming on as a guest, ladies and gentlemen. So feel free to join us over there. Reach out to me and uh, pitch yourself. If you've got something important to talk about, pitch yourself. I'd love to have you on. I want the community here to start meeting people from within the community. I think that's very important to know there's other people out there that have been unplugged from the matrix. All right, folks, let me show you this article that came up yesterday. So as I wrapped up my show on mental illness and I was telling you they're going to start working the psychedelics into the mainstream as replacements for some of the big pharma products. Today, this article comes out on the Hill, and it was featured uh, on the Drudge Report. So it's spread far and wide, ladies and gentlemen. So this says, FDA warns of Adderall shortage. Well, GGG, folks, uh, as you'll see And as we talked about, they want to use psychedelics in replacement of Adderall. And then all of a sudden, the FDA, who, as you know, has approved ketamine, a psychedelic, uh, used as um, basically to knock you out, okay, to knock you out during surgery. Both veterinarians and doctors use that. Surgeons use that. So they want to push in ketamine and now the fda is getting ready ready to authorize um, psilocybin mushrooms um, and other things of that nature so all of a sudden now the fda comes out the food and drug administration 
posted news of an Adderall shortage this week, warning that manufacturers will not be able to meet the U.S. market demand at the current rate of production and uh someone who follow us is, uh follows us over at telegram wanted me to remind you which i thought was a great point was that the nazi pilots used adderall used stimulants which adderall is we'll get into it um soon but uh they used uh stimulants to keep the pilots awake and now a large number of Americans need it just to get through their daily lives. What does that tell you, ladies and gentlemen? And since we're talking about Operation Paperclip, MK Ultra, and the Nazis, uh, that ties right in. It says here, while several manufacturers are still producing and supplying Adderall and its generic variants, major pharmaceutical companies are currently dealing with issues affecting their production, said the FDA in its notice. Adderall, the brand name for mixed amphetamine e-salts, is a drug commonly prescribed for ADHD and narcolepsy. The FDA said in its notice that quote alternative therapies end quote for these conditions were available and advised that patients speak with a healthcare professional on what the best treatment plan would be so that leads me to the next question are the alternative therapies going to be psychedelics ladies and gentlemen it goes on to say Teva Pharmaceuticals, the largest U.S. supplier of Adderall, has been dealing with an ongoing supply disruption since at least August. The FDA on Wednesday said the company was, quote, experiencing ongoing inter- intermittent manufacturing delays, end quote. Oh, yes, all of these problems, supply chain issues all growing out of COVID land, the high school theater production. You notice nothing has been the same since then, folks. The world has shifted. That's called the Great Reset leading into the false industrial revolution. All right, it goes on to say, Rhodes Pharmaceuticals, a subsidiary of Purdue Pharma, is experiencing a shortage of its 5-milligram bottles of 100 tablets of Adderall. The reason for the lack of availability cited in the FDA's post is, quote, shortage of active ingredient, end quote. But don't worry, kids. We'll just pump you up with ketamine. In early August, Teva told Bloomberg that the shortage was being caused by issues occurring at one manufacturing facility. The company warned at the time that these disruptions could lead to shortages going into the fall, which is what appears to have happened. Well, the shortage just happens to happen as we enter the fall going into the winter. The days are shorter. It gets darker earlier. It's damp outside. It's colder outside. All those type of things, lack of sunlight, lead naturally to a more depressive state. And so they time this perfectly, ladies and gentlemen, as the gas prices are going back up, as inflation is increasing. Now they introduce uh, an Adderall shortage for all the people they got hooked on that, ladies and gentlemen. And so you're going to see people running around crazy without their Adderall and I just have a sneaking suspicion that the solution will be, don't worry, ketamine is on the way. Just hop on mindbloom.com, folks. Sign up there. 
get your uh, consultation and they'll start mailing you your psychedelic doses for you to start taking it home. It says many of Teva's mixed uh, amphetamine salts products are back ordered with most supplies not expected to be recovered until March 2023. Oh, opens right back up when the spring comes and it starts getting warmer and lighter out outside, right? So let me pop you over to the next article because this will tie you into exactly what we're talking about and the replacement, the alternative therapies that the FDA references. This is at psychable.com, P-S-Y-C-H-A-B-L-E.com. And this article is Microdosing Psychedelics as an Alternative to Stimulants for ADHD, folks. (laughs) see how it all ties in ladies and gentlemen it all ties in and it always seems like when there is a problem ready for the reaction to be provoked there's always a solution waiting right around the corner it's almost like this stuff is strategized why because it is let me just read you this quick it says medical editor dr david cox P-H-D-A-B-P-P, P-P, behavioral uh, therapy, nutrition, exercise, sufficient sleep, and maintaining a routine are all important methods of managing attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder, ADHD symptoms, but sometimes these efforts aren't enough. It can be discouraging when the aim of achieving executive functionality similar to that of neurotypical peers requires an immense expenditure of energy, sometimes without sufficient success. Stimulant medications are often effective treatments for ADHD, but they can be taxing on the body when taken long term and may come with undesirable side effects. Recently, this has been leading some people to look to alternative ways to manage their symptoms. It also leads some people to shooting up schools. But uh, you can't talk about that, folks. It goes on to say, there is a growing interest in microdosing psychedelics among adults with ADHD because it may have fewer harmful side effects while still providing therapeutic benefits. Sound interesting? Here's what you need to know before deciding whether or not microdosing for ADHD is right for you. Is it right for you, folks? First off, I'm 41. When I was a kid, I think one kid in my whole school had ADD and took Ritalin. There was no ADHD. None of this even existed. Now, every other kid you meet, the parent tells you they have ADHD. Which, by the way, someone I know uh, today told me they, they've got COVID right now, which means obviously they tested or they wouldn't know that. The fourth time they have it, folks, and they're jabbed. <laughs> They're jabbed, and it's the fourth time they've had COVID. Yeah, so I would trust these people, definitely. I'd start microdosing. Can we microdose to get rid of COVID? Can I trip my way out of this? All right, it goes on to say, how do I know if I have ADHD? Well, how do you know? Just say you have it, and they'll give you the pills. That's how you know. There is a common misconception that ADHD only affects young males and manifests as wild, uncontrollable energy or difficulty learning. 
This condition can affect people of all ages and genders with a wide array of potential symptoms that differ between individuals. What I want to know is, can I cure my restless leg syndrome with psychedelics? I mean, that's really where I'd like to see this go, folks. I mean, can I be mind-bended and mind-hacked and mind-controlled, but also cure my restless leg syndrome? Folks, everyone has ADHD now. They'll tell you that. If you say, listen, at work, I have a really hard time focusing when my boring boss is speaking. Well, you know what? You have ADHD. Let's get you some Adderall. Goes on to say, while some adults with ADHD do have hyperactive tendencies, others display inattentive type symptoms and struggle to meet the behavioral expectations of neurotypical people. (laughs) They make you feel like a loser. Now you know why there's so much depression. It may also be surprising to know that hyper-focus and relentless effort can occur just as frequently in people with ADHD. So see, this is how they cover the gamut, right? So if you display inattentive type symptoms and struggle to meet the behavioral expectations of neurotypical people, so if you're inattentive, and you and you're let's say you're creative and you can't pay attention to boring people then you will have ADHD but it's surprising to know that hyper focus and relentless effort can occur just as frequently so if you are inattentive you have it but if you're able to focus and your relentless effort you have relentless effort and you can hyper focus then you have it So you have ADHD no matter what. You see how they do that? ADHD may cause trouble with memory, organization, focus, and regulation of emotions. Impulse control can be a major concern and may be a cause of relationship and financial problems for those dealing with ADHD. Fatigue is also a frequently overlooked characteristic. You see, they they will put everyone into the box of ADHD, and that's what they've done with the children over the years. So it can cause trouble with your memory, your organization, your focus, and your regulation of emotions. Okay, impulse control, impulse control can be a major concern and may be a cause of relationship and financial problems, right? So everything is, oh, and by the way, fatigue is also overlooked. So if you get tired, you have ADHD. So we're going to put everyone into this ADHD box. And you're going to see where this is going, folks. But because I suffer from ADHD, I need to take a break and snort a couple of fentanyl capsules. No, ladies and gentlemen, I need a sip of tea. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Ladies and gentlemen, it is Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Center right here on page.tv slash gold. Folks, what were we talking about? 
I have ADHD. I can't remember. I can't remember. So let me start dosing some psychedelic mushrooms, folks. Let's jump right into the mind control program created by the CIA under Operation Paperclip. All right, let me just read you a little bit more about this before we move on. And uh, during the break, just so you know, uh, I looked up real quick to see how many people are diagnosed with ADHD. And they've got, you know, millions of kids diagnosed with this and everything else. But it's ADHD is just one small piece in the whole mental health gambit of problems of illnesses uh, as you know yesterday we reviewed those so they've got a large percentage what was it 60 million people in the united states they said suffered from mental illnesses uh, pre-covid and that's gone up supposedly 25 percent. so they've got you know 75 million people uh, a fifth of the country diagnosed with mental illnesses imagine uh, one out of every five people you see running around with uh uh, mental illness now. One in five people will be dosing on psychedelics with a VR headset on. That's a large percentage of people, folks. Uh, but let me read you a little bit more about this because I just want to use ADHD as an example here. And because these are the folks that are going to be without their Adderall. It says, because of how difficult ordinary functions of life can be for adults with ADHD and their likely history of perceived failure since early childhood, it is common for their self-esteem to suffer. ADHD can make it difficult to succeed at work, sustain meaningful personal relationships, or feel motivated when sincere efforts often end up in disappointment for the self or others, okay? And and remember, these are just people that don't fit into this box called normal that they said. So if you're not boring, you have ADHD and you will fail at life. It goes on to say a significant percentage of adults with ADHD have a Uh, comorbid mood disorder, struggle with substance misuse, and or have other detrimental coping mechanisms. ADHD is a type of neurodiversity, not a failure of moral character or flawed willpower, but it can be difficult for neurodiverse individuals to identify with mainstream society when there are such inflexible standards for acceptance. Now imagine getting this pamphlet with all this information. If you're a mom, and the school says your son is acting up he uh, won't sit there and be bored to death by the boring dumb teacher the one who he's probably smarter than the one who just sits there and uh, forces them to study for common core tests and so we need to send them to uh, a child psychiatrist and so then they go in and the mom is handed this pamphlet with all this information she's basically told that her child is going to fail at life to be an outcast unless he goes on adderall and then uh, come today, she finds out the Adderall's drying out, and she's going to be uh, offered the ability to dose her kid with ketamine. And if you don't dose him with ketamine, your kid is going to be a failure, and he's going to grow up with low self-esteem, and he's not going to conform to the boring corporate society out there. Oh, yeah. So they've mind-controlled the mother without giving her one dose, and now they truly want to mind-control the kid. They want to take this creative child, this one who doesn't conform to boring society, and they want to drug him up and mind-bend him and mind-break him, uh, which is exactly the goal of what MKUltra was. 
you can see it coming, folks. I mean, this is to take out the rebels in society. This is to put an end to the true punk rockers. This is to put an end to the people actually raging against the machine. You'll be deemed mentally ill and dosed up with psychedelics until they blow your mind away. And Sidney Gottlieb from his grave will be uh, goose-stepping and cheering on this process. Let's continue. ADHD is usually diagnosed through an evaluation process conducted by a specialist, a specialist, a Frankenstein doctor. Though some mental health professionals may not feel that it is necessary a comprehensive evaluation to determine the diagnosis is important. Well, soon you'll be able to put on a VR headset with an AI-driven hologram doctor who's going to tell you that you have ADHD and that your ketamine will be coming in the mail. It says increased understanding of the condition and its wide array of potential symptoms continues to develop in the mental health field. This has led to more people being diagnosed as adults as the signs of ADHD in adults have become more recognized. Yeah, everyone who doesn't conform to Nazi Germany is deemed to have ADHD. Quite simple, folks. While an ADHD diagnosis can be somewhat discouraging, many adults feel a sense of hope and relief that there is a name for their experience and there may be therapies available to help treat the symptoms. Plus, we can put them on disability and then they'll sit at home on their couch eating a sack of potato chips, uh, which makes it much easier for us to dose them up with psychedelics and strap VR headsets to their head and plug them right into the Matrix. And then they can walk around as an NPC non-player character and uh, just bump into walls and just keep banging into walls banging into the walls folks all right now let's get to this part because remember we started with the fact that the fda just announced that adderall is going to be in short supply but there are quote-unquote alternative fear of therapeutics alternative um alternatives to the adderall folks so it says right here how might microdosing psychedelics be an alternative to stimulants for adhd some common methods of managing adhd symptoms include medication psychotherapy and self-management plans self-management plans psychostimulants like ritalin adderall and uh vivance have long been considered the gold standard not the dust and gold standard in pharmaceutical treatment for adults with adhd because they address symptoms by increasing levels of dopamine and what is it no uh norepinephrine I'm sorry, folks. I'm not a scientist in the brain. Although sustained release medications have become widely used, the management of symptoms can be times be better controlled using multiple doses. Okay, when misused, prescription stimulants used to offer uh, used to offer these benefits can become addictive either chemically or psychologically and may require continually increased dosage to maintain uh, maintain efficacy 
In some people, these medications cause an increase in blood pressure, heart rate, and blood sugar that may become unsafe with higher dosage or in the case of misuse. So they're admitting all this stuff that can go wrong, although they've been pumping people with this for decades now. Many people find that despite the increased energy and motivation stimulant medications provide, they are still afflicted by side effects such as unproductive hyperfocus impulsivity disordered eating habits and insomnia okay so now they're talking about the side effects which is unproductive hyper focus i guess you become hyper focused at staring at the wall or something impulsivity i get you're impulsive you probably want to go get psychedelics no no not yet that's going to be the cure to all this folks goes on to say, when used appropriately under professional guidance, stimulant treatment can be safe and effective, yet this treatment does not work for everyone. So the big question, could psychedelics in small doses offer an alternative therapy for ADHD? Perhaps. Perhaps, it says, some theorize that ADHD symptoms are caused by dysfunctional neural transmissions that could be addressed with psychedelic medicines to offer a potentially more effective and safer solution than treatment with common pharmaceutical stimulants. Than common pharmaceutical stimulants. But microdosing will become common. That is the goal here, folks. <laughs> I mean, you can see this coming, can you not? Hyperfocus on uh, the writing on the wall, because this is it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not talking about the writing inside of the bathroom that stall. It says, for a good time, called Joe Biden. No, no, folks. This is the other writing on the wall. It says here, microdosing is the practice of consuming a sub-perceptual amount of psychedelic substance, usually one-twentieth to one-tenth of an active dose taken once every three days. Active doses of psychedelics are likely to cause impairments and hallucinations, but the goal of microdosing is to avoid these effects and instead enhance one ability to focus and perform creatively, professionally, and personally, results that are thought to occur over time. Right. So we're going to start giving these people microdoses of acid. Unbelievable. And it took them how long to figure out that if you microdose them, they won't get the hallucinations, but it'll help them focus. All right. It goes. <laughs> Remember, Sidney Gottlieb was using this to blow people's minds away, to erase memories, fill that void with new memories, to break people's minds, to make them go crazy. That's what we were using this for. But now this is going to help people with ADHD. Those who have attempted self-treatment of ADHD through microdosing most commonly utilize lysergic acid dithylamide, LSD, or psilocybin, the psychoactive ingredient in magic mushrooms. Both have similar effects and benefits reported. Some have also benefited from microdosing ibogaine, which has stimulant properties that may help with focus and motivation. 
Advocates of microdosing have self-reported improvements in their relationships, increased motivation, productivity at work, improvement in cognitive and creative abilities, as well as healthier habits surrounding sleep, eating, and exercise. Well, most people that are drug addicts don't turn around and say that they're failing at life. Okay, so it says advocates of microdosing have self-reported. Okay, so if you ask a meth head whose face is rotting off and their teeth are falling out, if your life is shit, they'll say, no, 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 the meth is making me highly motivated. And it's definitely helped with a healthier habit in eating. I just don't eat anymore, except for the inside of my cheek, which I munch on continuously. A survey indicated ADHD as the third most common diagnosis among those who reported microdosing as a means of self-medication for a range of mental health conditions, making it an interesting concept for further research. Well, I will say this. If they're remembering to take their acid, I guess the ADHD is cured and now they're focusing. That's something that obviously they can Remember, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, when I get back from the break, I will be tripping on psilocybin mushrooms. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is Ping.TV slash gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, ladies and gentlemen. All right, listen up. Enough of that stuff, folks. You get the point. The government, the FDA announced that Adderall will be in short supply during the dark winter. And so at the same time, you are seeing this push to replace uh, Adderall with psychedelics as psychedelics being a cure to ADHD. Now, as I explained earlier, ketamine is already legal for this stuff. Okay, as you saw, mindbloom.com will sell you ketamine so you could dose at home. All right. And so that is already here. They are in the process of trying to legalize the psilocybin mushrooms. Okay, so you're going to start to see this. I'm telling you, you can look at all of these different data points. And if somebody said, well, do you have proof of this? Well, what am I here? I'm proof. I just analyzed a series of articles for you. Now, if a traditional journalist took all those pieces and then wrote an article telling you psilocybin mushrooms is on the way to cure ADHD as there is a Adderall uh, shortage crisis going on announced by the government, then you would say, oh, that's real because it was on foxnews.com. Well, no one puts all these pieces together. We're putting the pieces together and we're showing you how this is an extension of exactly what MKUltra mind control CIA programs were all about. That's how all this started. Uh, the government playing around with LSD. I told you that Sidney Gottlieb, the chief chemist of the CIA, uh, and, and many of you knew this, but he was 
in charge in the beginning of buying up the world's supply of LSD. The CIA put together, I guess, $240,000 at the time they bought up all the LSD. And then they set up a series of fake foundations, the old government did, and funneled this LSD out to hospitals and prisons and other institutions to start testing on people who did not give the government permission to do that. And so you say to yourself, well, do they even need fake foundations to do this anymore? I showed you that they're doing it in the Veterans Administration. They're doing it in universities. They're doing it in hospitals. You can do it at home in your house. You could buy the uh, psychedelics in the form of ketamine from mindbloom.com and many other companies so the government doesn't even need to hide this stuff anymore it's all right out in the open because then now they convinced people uh the mental illness is on the rise they provoked the rise in mental illness and then they orchestrated the articles pushing this rise in mental illness they have everybody hyper focused on mental illness and now they say, oh, well, we've got the solution. It's psychedelics, which is what Sidney Gottlieb was uh, testing on people. And so we had that period of time between roughly 1970 and 1984, 1986, where uh, psychedelics were pretty much banned. So the government said they weren't testing them, uh, which I believe what happened was they probably perfected the mind control program then they had it go dark they wait a generation everybody forgets about it now you got the new age stuff going on pushed by joe rogan they might make psychedelics cool again and hip but this time the government is the one offering them through their big pharma partners and now you're going to see everyone being mind controlled not to mention it's coupled with virtual reality now which i'll show you a little bit more on that and so effectively i see the virtual reality uh the entry point into the metaverse being sort of the entry point the first version the first public version of the transcranial electronic stimulation helmet or what dr charles morgan the third actually he referred to it as the transcranial electronic stimulation helmet and then you have the NQ program inside DARPA. And that will be a full helmet that actually sends signals back and forth uh, to your brain into a computer. And that eventually leads to the implantable brain chip. So, I mean, you can see how all this fits together. So the psychedelic, I think, allows them to further break your mind. And if they're going to start giving it to people with ADHD, I think those that don't conform to society, they're going to mind bend those people. But let me just show you something. This is uh, an event this popped up in my Facebook feed today, obviously because I looked up these companies for the show the last few days. So now Facebook has me tagged as some sort of a psychedelic user. And so one, today I opened up Facebook and there was an ad on there for Mindbloom that I reviewed on the show yesterday uh, saying, hey, are you depressed? You could save your life. Click here and join us at Mindbloom. Get your free consultation. And then the second was this. Now, this is an event that would have been set up by Sidney Gottlieb uh, years ago through some fake foundation. Uh, and as we know, Sidney Gottlieb pushed 
uh, LSD into the whole entire, you know, counterculture. I'm going to get into some of that with Dana on Sunday. We'll talk about that. But uh, let's look at this. This is a company. It's a microdose.buzz. Microdose.buzz. And it says right here, Wonderland, the world's leading psychedelic event, Miami, Mana Wynwood Convention Center, November 3rd through the 5th, 2022. All right? You see this? So as I've been telling you, this is spread far and wide. This is it. This is it's out there. So for those of you that this wasn't on your radar, you didn't know that MK Ultra was alive and well. People wanted me to talk about Paperclip and MK Ultra. Well, we're talking about it, and I'm showing you that it never actually ended. It's only grown and it's becoming popularized, and people are becoming desensitized to it quickly. So you can get tickets for this, folks, if you want to go. It says tickets sales for one. Wonderland and in uh, 19 days, 13 hours, 55 minutes, and 16 seconds, depending on when you're listening to this. And you can get tickets to this event. But let's uh, learn a little bit more about this. Uh, If you want to go over here, great resource. If you want to see how far spread the uh, psychedelics are at this point. So microdose.buzz, they've got a bunch of articles on here. A look at Web3 and psychedelic IP. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I'll have to review that. Breaking news, Compass Pathways to Run Two-Phase Three Trials for Depression. All right, psychedelics for depression. Palo Santo closes $50 million psychedelic investment fund. Atai announces positive phase one results for opioid use disorder. So we'll get people off heroin and get them hooked on psychedelics. That's good. Convergence Partners invests in psychedelic CRO Clerkenwell Health. American Psychedelic Practitioners Association launches nonprofit. Atai Life Sciences doses first patient new DMT clinical trial. Can psychedelic stocks like MindMed and Atai ever recover? Breaking news, Alberta first province to regulate psychedelic therapy. Ooh. Pharma Fair granted U.S. patent covering ketamine for Parkinson's. See, all of a sudden over the last couple of years, we heard that CBD was the cure for everything. Right. Or government controlled marijuana was the cure for everything. Hey, does your knee hurt? Rub CBD on it. Hey, uh, does your uh, vagina sting? Rub CBD on it. Hey, uh, does your tongue burn? Rub CBD on it. Hey, do you want to get smart? Drink CBD. Hey, are you hungry? Have some CBD. It'll make you not hungry. Hey, can you uh, not get an appetite? Drink CBD. It'll give you an appetite. And now they're going to say the same thing for the psychedelics. Ketamine will be the cure for Parkinson's now. Uh, I don't want to go through too much of this site here, but there's upcoming online events. Uh, check out Microdose X events and chapters. Uh, let me just click on this real quick. This says learn more. Let's see what this is. Learn more, folks. All right, here we go. Big room full of people. Healing science 
Oh, healing, science, art, experience, culture, music, investing, history, technology, business, and future. Wow, these people talk about a lot while they're tripping, folks. It says here, Wonderland will be the one psychedelics conference you won't want to miss out on. Discover the world of psychedelic medicine, along with some of the leading founders, investors, therapists, practitioners, researchers, thought leaders, innovators, and media from around the globe meet your future business partner secure the vendor that will transform your business network and connect with your next employer anything is possible at wonderland yeah because you're tripping your ass off and everything you're going to imagine there is uh made up inside your head no seriously this is like mk you know to be honest with you i don't have the type of show to do this on a podcast uh but when i used to produce douglas to cody's show which was a youtube driven podcast video podcast we would uh do fundraisers and raise money to go out and cover events so we raised money to go down and shoot a mini documentary around the border we went and covered a conference in nashville called politicon we went and live streamed from the virginia gun rally this would be an interesting one like if i ran a fundraiser and said you know if you guys you know put together x amount of dollars i will go down here with a camera and microphone and uh cover this because this would be interesting i'm just telling you this is psychedelics combined with uh technology um culture business yeah this is going to be a big transhumanist technocratic event i can see this already let's look at the speakers here uh yeah i probably we won't know these people jesse gould president of heroic hearts project i mean you look at this you go there's all these psychedelic companies already donna carey writer producer director have a good trip good trip studios i don't i'm not even going to go through these folks you check it out my uh microdose.buzz let's just look at the sponsors here though uh, about the headline sponsor Algernon Pharmaceuticals is a drug repurposing company that investigates safe, already approved drugs, including naturally occurring compounds for new disease applications, moving them efficiently and safely into new human trials, developing new formulations and seeking new regulatory approvals in global markets. Algernon specifically investigates compounds that have never been approved in the United States or Europe to avoid off-label prescription writing. And so other sponsors here, Mind Biotherapeutics, uh, Enveric Biosciences, KGK Science, MycoLife, MindState Design Labs, Circadian Wellness, Beautiful Space, NFP, Stifle, Third Wave, Trippy VC, Ketamine Clinics, uh, Scylla Bioscience, Numinous, Celos Therapeutics, Negev Capital or uh, Neov Capital, Better Psychedelic Therapy, Siegel Trials, Ceruvia, uh, Emeo, Ketamine Media, oh my God, Pharmala Biotech, Zuber Lawler. And then uh, there's going to be a bunch of media there, Insider, The Guardian, Forbes. I mean, did, did you know this was this big, folks? Did you know 
that the psychedelic industry was big. Sidney Gottlieb, I'm telling you, would be proud. The CIA has got to be ecstatic over this. You can enjoy cocktails right after the conference without going anywhere. Then microdose, plug yourself into the matrix, and never go home. You can live up in the uh, the new Woodstock, ladies and gentlemen. For, oh, here we go. Here we go. Virtual reality cinema immersive audio. Witness the next generation of technology mixed with art. Wonderland will curate exhibits and experiences that provide a glimpse into what the future holds. We're ready to dive deep into the art, technology, cultural impact, and experiential transformations of psychedelic medicine. Adventures through virtual reality, breakthrough exercises, meditative zones. That means uh, Deepak Chopra will be there. We don't got come from a world of nothingness, as well as an art gallery of leading psychedelic artists. All of this will be part of your Wonderland experience. Psychedelic artists, huh? I don't even know what is that. People tripping on acid that make art. I mean, that's nothing new. Oh my God, is this Mike Tyson? Multiple stages across multiple days. This year, we've leveled up, adding an entire second stage for conversations about Web3, that's uh, Metaverse, ketamine, and mushrooms. So they're going to have Web3, virtual reality, ketamine, and mushrooms, and they've got Mike Tyson featured here. That's why he came out and said that he did acid recently, because this is the new push, folks. It was cryptocurrency got pumped up over the last 10 years uh, by all the same people that are now going to pump psychedelics. So... MK Ultra is alive and well. I'm glad they sent me this advertisement. I would have had no clue this was going on. I don't think you would either. I mean, this stuff is everywhere. We could we could just keep going down rabbit holes, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me see if I could book a ticket here. How much are tickets to this event? What are you guessing, folks? Oh, six ninety nine for a standard ticket, eight ninety nine for a business ticket. $9.99 for a business plus ticket, $17.99 for a VIP ticket, $19.99 for a VIP plus ticket, $29.99 for a platinum ticket. And what I'm talking about, $29.99, $2,999. So the base price is $699 to get into this. Well, anyway, now you know about it, folks. There is a micro-dosing conference going on called Wonderland with Mike Tyson, the metaverse, virtual reality, and drugs. Lots of drugs. And all of the technocrats will be in attendance, ladies and gentlemen. This is a kickoff to the future of the hellhole we call America under the technocratic transhumanist state. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, Seriously, I, I wish, I mean, I have a baby on the way too, so I don't think that can happen, but that is a conference that I would love to go undercover 
undercover and cover, ladies and gentlemen, undercover and cover this event because I think I would be able to pick up so much intelligence, folks. You wouldn't believe it, all right? I put on my suit, a pair of fancy shoes, a pair of cool shades, go in there and act like I'm some psychedelic doctor, and I could probably pick up so much intelligence uh, at a conference like this. And to be honest with you, I believe Florida is a one-party consent state, uh, meaning I could be wearing, plus we're in a public uh, building with no expectation of privacy, I could wear a microphone on me and probably pick up, oh my God, multiple, multiple episodes of podcasts. I don't, you know, let me see, because this conference is, Oh, wait, when was it? I think I closed the website. No, November 3rd. That's right around my baby's coming, so I can't I can't do it. I wish I wish I could send someone down there, but I am really good at picking up um you know, live human intelligence. Oh, man, that's a shame. Cuz this this would have been good and I would have did something and said like if you guys come up with the travel money or something and the ticket, I will go to this. But uh, with the kid on the way, I just, I can't do it. As much as I want to, I can't, folks, because I'm a father. And so now that I'm talking about being a a father soon, let's go over to the website fatherly.com. Because if you thought that that Wonderland stuff blew your mind, that basically everyone from the technocratic transhumanist pot world and cryptocurrency are now all embedded into the psychedelic stuff, this is going to really blow your mind because this is what it all means, folks. This is It's all about our kids and grandkids. And here's an article from August 2020. Okay, and this was originally published uh, March 2017. It was updated in August 2020. And this is by Adam Bolger at fatherly.com. And the title is, Are Psychedelics the Future of Children's Medicine? One researcher thinks so. The article is one researcher thinks so, but I'll show you. It's a lot more than that, folks. It says, since their discovery, MDMA, LSD, and psilocybin, which makes certain mushrooms so magical, have collected tons of cultural baggage. Oh, yeah, I would say, uh, I don't know, the CIA, MK Ultra Mind Control started by the Nazis. I mean, that, that, that could be baggage, folks. Decades of recreational use obscure their pharma, uh, far, I'm sorry, pharmacological origin stories and potential medical applications. But today, many researchers are optimistic that the compounds could treat mental health issues ranging from depression to autistic spectrum disorder without the side effects or addictive nature of today's prescription drugs. So the people that created the addictive prescription drugs are now going to create a non-addictive LSD mind trip that will blow your mind away and allow the cia to replace it with whatever the hell they're going to pump into it with the vr goggles all right do you get this because it's very clear to me it's very clear to me i don't have to see through some fog here i mean this is pretty straightforward what is going on folks 
So let's continue. It says, while drug prohibition made research into psychedelics uh, psychedelics impossible for most of the 20th century, restrictions were lifted in the 1990s, promising results already surfaced, including a pair of studies published in late 2016 showing that psilocybin use eased depression and anxiety for terminal cancer patients. And we know there's much more than that because we've covered it. Uh, over the last few days. As the medical director of the Hefter Institute, George Greer explores medical possibilities for psilocybin and other psychedelics. He believes the future of psychedelic research holds vast potential. And while he cautioned extreme care with regards to dispensing it to the developing mind of a child, he predicted possible pediatric applications for psychedelics within the 21st century. I think he predicted that it's going to start happening tomorrow because it already happened. Uh, Solving the mystery of mushrooms. While there has been increased research into psychedelics in recent years, researchers don't know exactly how psilocybin works in the brain. The compound interacts with receptors for serotonin, a brain chemical that regulates mood and affects functions, including sleep, appetite, memory, and sexual desire. The compound interacts with receptors for serotonin. All right. But according to Greer, the details of that relationship are unknown. In fact, psilocybin may adjust or change the way serotonin receptors work in a lasting way. Quote, how that leads to symptom reduction is a major question. We don't know for sure, but with most psychiatric drugs, the mechanism of action is not well known at all, Greer says. The psychedelic shutdown. Thanks to brain regions that create what's called the default mode network. Your thought organ is always busy. Repetitive thoughts cycle constantly in the background of our minds. It's part of our identity for good and bad. It can reinforce patterns of behavior or conscious mind knows our, uh, uh, sorry about that. It can reinforce patterns of behavior our conscious mind knows are unhealthy. Psychedelics temporarily shut down that network. And the pause allows for a different perspective on your own behavior. It also allows you to be mind-tapped. This is exactly what the MK Ultra program was about, folks. Hacking into your mind. Why do you think Yuval Noah Harari calls us hackable animals? You are hackable animals. Because this is what they're doing, folks. This is it. Quote, those thoughts are silent, so new perspectives can come into the mind, end quote, Greer said. And and this is what Dr. Charles Morgan III talked about in front of the West Point Military Academy. This is what these guys are referring to, folks. This is breaking into your mind, the ability to read and write memories, erase memories, implant new memories, implant thoughts, implant programs. It says, tripping away addiction. Paradoxal though it may sound, psychedelic compounds may be a boon for parents of teens struggling with addiction. Before it was criminalized, researchers and addiction experts, including Alcoholics Anonymous founder Bill Wilson, believed psychedelics had a great potential to combat addiction. Quote, with addictions, they would ask, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this self-destructive thing? It's emotionally painful realization, Greer says. 
LSD versus ADHD. Well, we just read all about that, but let's see what they say. Researchers haven't explored whether psychedelics could help treat attention deficit disorder, but per Greer, anecdotal evidence suggests it could. Well, we know they have, so since then they have. Because even though psychedelics travel a different neurochemical circuit, than that associated with ADHD, they still seem to calm some symptoms, all right? And so they're talking about, they go on to talk about microdosing LSD, which is what we read about. It says here, the autism and psychedelic connection. In the 1950s, LSD was given to autistic children, and it showed benefits in their behavior. Wait until you hear what uh, the Russians were doing to these kids when Dana tells you about that. Uh, Quote, right now, another study is in the process of using MDMA for adults with autistic spectrum disorder. And we're going to look this up. Uh, Autism, LSD, MKUltra, because we need to know if uh, Sidney Gottlieb was the one playing with this. And over here at fatherly.com, they don't even mention it. It says, the research follows anecdotal reports of MDMA helping people on the autism spectrum relate more socially. MDMA appears to activate parts of the brain that help people read expressions and ease anxieties related to social communications. And then it goes on to say, will kids be tripping anytime soon? And it says your pediatrician won't be prescribing your kid LSD anytime soon. Greer says that while there are promising indicators, research is still in the very early stages. Okay, but we're going to jump over here to an article that also came out initially in July 2017 when that article was first published. This is at Scientific American, and this is the ketamine breakthrough for suicidal children. Initial research finds fast dramatic benefits for a vulnerable population. 14-year-old Nicole, this is a good one, folks. 14-year-old Nicole, whose name I changed for her privacy, told her mother uh, every day for years that she wanted to end her own life. Well, I said that too as a kid, folks. It didn't mean I actually wanted to do it. If you want to do it, you're going to do it. I would say to my father, uh, I don't feel like weeding the goddamn garden. I'm going to kill myself. Didn't mean I was going to do it, folks. It goes on to say, between suicide attempts were most psychiatric hospital visits than she or her mother could count. She refused to get out of bed. We're talking about Nicole here. Shower or go to school. Missing 60 school days in a single year. She needed to get a smack. In one visit with her therapist, she admitted to praying every night that she would not wake up the next morning. After countless psychiatric and psychotherapists were unable to improve her depression, her mother converted a bathroom cabinet into a locked safe containing all the sharp objects and pills in the house. Her parents were certain it was only a matter of time until Nicole killed herself. Today, a now 17-year-old Nicole greets me with a big smile. Her blonde hair is pulled back in a ponytail to reveal her bright blue eyes. She tells me she hasn't missed a day of school and is preparing for college. Blushing, she lets me know that her first date is coming up, a prom date to be precise. For the first time in years, she is happy and wants to live. How did this all happen, folks? Well, you know the answer. It says here what happened to this caused this dramatic change. You know, in Nicole's life, well, in December, Nicole started infusions of a psychedelic drug called ketamine. Infusions of ketamine. 
Though she had failed to respond to endless medication trials for her depression, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, uh, mirtazapine, I don't know, folks, mirtazapine, topermiate, I don't even know these drugs. I haven't gone to the doctor in 23 years, folks. Antipsychotics, uh, our antipsychotics and lithium, to name just a few. Ketamine, clear. I'm sure none of those actually added to the depression and suicidal thoughts, by the way. I think that was definitely working towards curing her. But ketamine cleared her depression within hours. The effect lasts about two weeks before she needs a new infusion. So they're pumping this girl full of ketamine for the rest of her life, ladies and gentlemen. You see what's happening here? This is one of those articles written to tug at your heartstrings to play to your human emotions and to get you to say, well, Dustin, come on, if we could load people up with ketamine and mind-altering drugs, everything is going to be fine. Sidney Gottlieb, he was probably a hero, Dustin. The poor man was just villainized. He was just villainized. Oh, no, folks. Come on. Now they're going to start giving the children psychedelics. Do you see it coming? We're going to be mind-bending and mind-blasting our little kids, folks, getting them ready to be hooked up to the metaverse so they can go to that Woodstock concert called uh, Wonderland, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wonderland. I am going to enter Wonderland, which I call a short break. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to Pain. .tv slash gold, folks. Let me just read a little more from this article. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. You can check it out, scientificamerican.com. But it says here, um, ketamine is a drug with many identities. For anesthesiologists, it's a sedative for painful procedures. You know, basically, they knock you out before cutting your heart out. For partiers, it's a way, it's a fun way to hallucinate and have an out-of-body experience. For critics, it's a dangerous, addictive drug that can cause memory problems, bladder disease, and psychosis when abused. In the past few years, it has taken on a new identity, miracle psychiatric drug that works within hours. Its use as a psychiatric medication is relatively new, and it's possible that regular infusions could cause significant long-term side effects. We currently lack the long-term data to know. Still, the National Institute of Mental Health has called it the most important breakthrough in antidepressant treatments in a decade. And so this goes on and on, folks. There's a lot of information in here. And, uh, you know, eventually we may go back and look at this, but we don't need to look at everything. The point of this is they're using uh, ketamine in children. So let me just pull up one more. I think one more article on this I want to show you. And so the purpose of this um, 
is to show you that this stuff is in practice, okay? So now it's not just about mind-bending and mind-blasting adults. It's about the children. And when you look at the numbers that the government is releasing on the rise in mental illness, that is the narrative, that is the setup, that is to force the adoption campaign of the solutions, which are the psychiatric, psychedelic mushrooms, and the VR headsets okay and stepping into the metaverse so now you know for sure there's proof here this isn't just about the adults this is about the children and seeing the wonderland event going on this is a huge industry how many people knew that there were literally hundreds upon hundreds of companies already rolling out the psychedelics into the veterans administration into the hospitals into the universities all across america government regulated government um, sanctioned psychedelic drugs okay all stemming back to mk ultra mind control experiments run by sydney gottlieb bringing the lsd into this country all right so you know it's the adults and it's the kids so i'm over at psychnews.com and this is an article from april 2021 and this says ketamine appears safe and effective for adolescent depression All right. Again, I'm not going to read you all of this. I'm just going to give you a taste because I really want to get out of mental illness and uh, the psychedelics. And I mean, this was to show you that MKUltra was alive and well. And I don't want to spend too long on this stuff. And frankly, this stuff is depressing. And I'm probably going to end up going on mindbloom.com and ordering some ketamine to cure my depression because when I see what these technocratic transhumanist Frankenstein Dr. Nazis are doing to America and to people around the world, uh, both the adults and the children, it is frankly sickening and depressing, especially when you've lifted the blinders, you've taken off your VR goggles, you've pulled the curtain back and you can see the Wizard of Oz standing there laughing. Okay, it says here intravenous ketamine may be safe and effective in adolescence with treatment resistant depression, according to a small study in the American Journal of Psychiatry. And once it hits that, folks, it's ready to run mainstream as previously demonstrated in adults. A single ketamine infusion dramatically reduced depressive symptoms in adolescents after 24 hours relative to those who received a control infusion. These improvements lasted for at least two weeks. Quote, treatment-resistant depression is debilitating for anyone, but it can be especially managing during the teenage years, end quote, said lead study author Jennifer Dwyer, MD, PhD, an assistant professor of child psychiatry at Yale University and co-director and co-founder of Yale's Pediatric Depression Clinic. I wonder if Charles Morgan III helped her out with this. Quote, so many important aspects of teenage development rely on the ability to socialize and get out in the world. We need additional safe and effective options for adolescents who don't respond to first-line therapies. End quote. And let me just read you this here. Dwyer and colleagues enrolled 17 adolescents aged 13 to 17 years with treatment-resistant depression in a four-week crossover trial. The participants had failed an average of 3.24 prior treatments, and the average length of their current depressive episode was 21 months. They were randomized to receive a single infusion of either ketamine, 0.5 milligrams, 
uh, over 40 minutes or midazolam 0.045 milligrams over 40 minutes, followed by an infusion of the other compound two weeks later. Yeah, I'm sure your kid is going to do great growing up having freaking acid tapped into their arm. This is sick stuff, folks. These are the kind of programs that Sidney Gottlieb was running through the fake foundations, uh, running out of the prisons, the hospitals, the institutions, the universities. And now it's just out there and it's commonplace and it's normal. All right. Because people just, I mean, it's normal. The industry accepts this as normal. Is anybody fighting back against this? Except for us, are we the only ones talking about it? I mean, Joe Rogan glorifies, you know, tripping. These new age, phony, conspiracy theorist guys that are just there to muddy the waters support all this. And and never mention that this comes out of MKUltra. Midazolam was chosen as the... Uh, comparator since it is an anesthetic that has similar properties to ketamine but is not expected to produce antidepressant effects the participants remained on their current medications while participating in the study the youth were evaluated using the montegre asperg depression rating scale for several days after each infusion and and this just goes on to I really, I have to move away from this because it's making me, frankly, very upset. I mean, you get the point, folks. They're doping kids up with ketamine. They're doping kids up with psilocybin mushrooms, all right? This is, this is real, folks. This is the reality of the world that we live in. This is not going to go in a good direction. Trust me. Trust me. We are already the most drugged up nation in the world, loaded up on Rockefeller medical complex, big pharmaceuticals. And now they're going to start replacing the pharmaceuticals for the depressed people of which they caused probably through all the horrible unnatural food that they feed us in this country. Uh, and now they're going to replace that and other drug abuse with psychedelics. So you, you see where this is. Let me just read you a little bit about ketamine because ketamine is the biggest uh, psychedelic that they're using right now because it's already approved by the FDA. And this is what they're doping the kids up with now uh, through intravenous freaking infusion, folks, like pumping it into their arms. All right. So let me just read you this so you understand what it is before we move on. This way you're familiar with it in case anyone in your family is going through this. Ketamine is used by medical practitioners and veterinarians as an anesthetic. It's sometimes used illegally by people to get high. Ketamine is a disassociative drug, which means it acts on different chemicals in the brain to produce visual and auditory distortion and a detachment from reality. When it's sold illegally, ketamine usually comes as a white or off-white powder. It can also be made into pills or dissolved in a liquid. So what they do is they take the liquid, they dump it out on a mirror, and they blow dry it. I looked this up. Okay, then they scrape it up, they chop it up, they turn it into a powder, and then you snort it. All right. Clinical trials and studies are assessing ketamine as a treatment for depression. Early indications show good results. Other names on the street, if you hear your kids talking about it, just 
No, uh, this is bad news, folks. Special K, K, Cat, Kit Kat, Super K, or Horse Trank, uh, like a horse tranquilizer. Okay. Uh, okay. How is it used? Ketamine can be swallowed, snorted, or injected. It's also sometimes smoked with cannabis or tobacco. The effects of ketamine may be experienced within one minute if injected, five to 15 minutes if snorted, and up to 30 minutes if swallowed. Its effects can last for around an hour. However, an individual's coordination or senses may be affected for up to 24 hours after initial use. Effects of ketamine, there is no safe level of drug use. Use of any drug always carries some risks. It's important to be careful when taking any type of drug. Ketamine affects everyone differently based on size, weight, and health, whether the person is used to taking it, whether other drugs are taken around the same time, the amount taken, the strength of the drug varies from batch to batch. And the following effects may be experienced. Feeling happy and relaxed, feeling detached from your body, Falling into a K-hole is what they call it. Visual and auditory hallucinations, confusion and clumsiness, increased heart rate and blood pressure, slurred speech and blurred vision, anxiety, panic, and violence, vomiting, lowered sensitivity to pain. Lowered sensitivity to pain. And, and folks, this information is at adf.org.au. A U. Okay, so this is uh, basically the, the whole gamut on uh, ketamine. And when I come back, we're going to finish that. And then let me just show you how all this stuff ties together. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. Don't fall into a K-hole, folks. We'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold, ladies and gentlemen. Battling the technocratic transhumanist, folks, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hyper-focus. I probably have ADHD. Because I'm hyper-focused on going anywhere and everywhere these people are, ladies and gentlemen. And right now, it just takes us down the road of ketamine. Because we traveled here from MKUltra, from Mind Control, from the Cyborg Soldier Program, from everything the government is doing, from brain-machine interfaces to transcranial electronic stimulation helmets. Always trying to tap into the mind, folks. They're always trying to play with the mind. Never forget how we got here. I'm not just reviewing this uh, because I was interested in psychedelics, folks. I went here because MKUltra took us here. All right, let me just go through the rest of this again. This is for people that might not know. Maybe their kids or grandkids are dabbling in this stuff on a street level. Maybe your doctor's about to prescribe it. Just know what it is here. Talk about overdose. If you take a large amount of ketamine or have a strong batch, you could overdose. The risk of death from ketamine alone is low due to its ability to cause unconsciousness with minimal impact on airway reflexes or blood circulation. However, individuals are at higher risk of physical harm accidents while under the influence of ketamine. 
Call an ambulance straight away. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, These are the symptoms. Inability to move rigid muscles. High blood pressure. Fast heartbeat. Convulsions. Unconsciousness and near-death experiences and death. Or as Sidney Gottlieb would call that list of five things, success. Success. As he was experimenting with this stuff on uh, expendables. People that they could kill. All right, it says coming down after using it the day after using ketamine, you may experience memory loss, impaired judgment, disorientation, clumsiness, aches and pains, anxiety. And so the memory loss is exactly what Gottlieb was supposedly first looking for in the psychedelics was the ability to wipe out folks' memories. And that is also what Dr. Charles Morgan III is interested in, the gentleman who lectured in front of the West Point Military Academy, the former former CIA intelligence officer. Okay, long-term effects. Regular use of ketamine may eventually cause flashbacks. Poor sense of smell from snorting, mood and personality changes, depression, poor memory, thinking, and concentration. So there we go. It's going to cause ADHD. Uh, Then they could give you more of it to straighten out your ADHD. Abnormal liver or kidney function, ketamine bladder syndrome, abdominal pain, needing to use more to get the same effect, dependence on ketamine, financial work, and social problems. This is what they're shooting into kids, folks. But don't worry. It's controlled by a Frankenstein doctor, and they are giving you the right amount, and it's safe. And if you're scared to get the infusion, the intravenous injection will put you inside the metaverse where we can do it in a safe environment. Okay, ketamine bladder syndrome. Large repeated doses of ketamine may eventually cause ketamine bladder syndrome, a painful condition needing ongoing treatment. Symptoms include difficulty holding in urine, incontinence, which can cause ulceration in the bladder. Anyone suffering from ketamine bladder syndrome needs to stop using ketamine and see a healthcare professional who will probably tell you the treatment for this is ketamine. (laughs) I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen. They're giving this to the kids. Using ketamine with other drugs. So let's see, God forbid your daughter, Nicole, is getting doped up with ketamine to cure her depression, and she decides to drink some beer. Let's see what could happen. The effects of taking ketamine with other drugs, including over-the-counter or prescribed medications, can be unpredictable and dangerous and could cause, let's see, ketamine plus alcohol or opiates. When used with other depressant drugs, the combined effects may lead to the functioning of the heart or lungs to slow or stop and can result in death. So, uh, Dad, you might want to tell your daughter when she goes off to college, when she continues her ketamine treatments to uh, help with her depression and suicidal thoughts, not to drink any beer because she might end up dead. The next one, ketamine and amphetamines, ecstasy, and cocaine, right? So if you're mixing ketamine treatments with MDMA from another doctor, enormous strain on the body, which can lead to fast heart rate, right? And that will lead to death, too. Uh, 
So polydrug use is a term for the use of more than one drug or type of drug at the same time, or one after another. Polydrug use can involve both illicit drugs and legal substances such as alcohol and medications. Now, what happens if they dope you with the ketamine and you had a COVID jab and or a booster? Now, if you're going to try to take someone off the ketamine, what do the withdrawal symptoms look like? And this is just in case you know anyone who's on this stuff, folks, or somebody is getting these treatments from the Veterans Administration. Giving up ketamine after a long time is challenging because the body has to get used to functioning without it. Please seek advice from a healthcare professional who will prescribe uh, ketamine to get you off ketamine. I'm kidding. I added that last part. All right. Symptoms include cravings for ketamine, no appetite, tiredness, chills, sweating, restlessness, tremors, nightmares, anxiety, depression, irregular and rapid heartbeat risk of injury. All right. So now you know about ketamine, which is the FDA approved psychedelic that they are using to now dope up adults with all sorts of mental illnesses and getting ready to roll it out widespread on the children, folks. All right, now I want to just go back to this real quick. I'm not going to go through this whole article. Again, I'm I'm trying to wrap this up. So this is everydayhealth.com. How do psychedelic drugs work in the brain and body? And so we mentioned this stuff yesterday but i just want to tell you okay actually let me back it up remember yesterday we went over the major uh, psychedelics that they're using in medicine now so you have the psilocybin which comes from the mushroom lsd mdma which is um the uh, ecstasy ketamine which you know about and peyote which is uh mescaline all right, so now I just want to show you how do psychedelics drugs work in the brain and body. All psychedelics produce a temporary altered state of consciousness. All right, and that's very important because you have to tie that into what Sidney Gottlieb was doing under MK Ultra and what Ray Kurzweil talks about, uploading the consciousness to the cloud. And so all the mind control, the mind hacking, the mind tapping, the mind uploading, all that goes together. It's tampering with the brain. It's tampering with the mind. It's tampering with your consciousness. And that all has to do with rewriting memories, replacing memories, wiping out the mind, stuff that Sidney Gottlieb and Charles Morgan III talk about. And then when you get into Cyborg Soldier, they're working on the ability to tap into the mind and have the brain communicate with a robot down at the cellular level folks all right all this ties in uh eventually i'll be able to get uh one of a couple scientists i know to come on here and explain the uh you know the biology behind this stuff because this is not my area of expertise but i'm telling you it all ties in this all has to do with mind breaking and so um it says right here this healthcare expert uh Dr. Johnson, there is evidence that the brain becomes more flexible or plastic after a psychedelic, right? So that is what Sidney Gottlieb was testing, the ability to mind hack, to make the mind pliable. And so now uh, they want to do this widespread. I mean, uh, you can obviously see where this is going, folks. This is not a, a mystery any longer. 
Um, Kelly O'Donnell, MD, PhD, assistant professor of psychiatry at the New York University Grossman School of Medicine and researcher at NYU Langoyne Center for Psychedelic Medicine, puts it this way, quote, Psychedelic drugs allow patients to access parts of themselves that are ordinarily inaccessible. It will also allow them to access those parts. That's all about meeting your uh, psychiatrist inside of the metaverse and talking to them while you're high on psychedelics. I mean, that's, that's like meeting with your torturer while Sidney Gottlieb dopes you up and then they send in the torturer to ask you a million questions. All the same thing, folks. Uh, folks. As Dr. O'Donnell explains, quote, the human brain is fundamentally a learning machine, and it derives its power from its ability to learn and recognize patterns and use those patterns to predict the future. Oh, wow. Well, that's what we do. It seems that psychedelics make that pattern much more flexible. So you have a window of opportunity to reopen a period of development. So even after the psychedelic experience, you can make choices and establish new patterns. Now, that sounds all good, right? It sounds all fine and dandy, does it not? But that allows them, the people in control, the ones running the experiments, the ones who have access to tap into your brain that you have to meet inside of the matrix, inside of the metaverse, inside of that matrix loading room. And then they're talking to you while you're high on psychedelics. You're very suggestible. Who knows what programs they're running in those VR headsets when they have you all doped up? Well, here's something that I was saving for you folks. And this is from the National Library of Medicine, ncbi.nlm. And this says here, psychedelics and virtual reality, parallels and applications. And the abstract is psychedelic drugs and virtual reality each have the capacity to disrupt the rigidity and limitations of typical conscious experience. Pay attention to this, folks. This article delineates the parallels among psychedelic and VR states as well as their potential synergistic applications in clinical and recreational settings. Findings indicate that individually, psychedelics and VR are used in analogous ways to alter sensory experience and evoke awe. They are also both used in tandem with traditional therapies to treat a variety of mood disorders. Their shared capacity uh, to transiently alter perspective and disrupt rigid patterns of mental experience may underlie their anagalous and transdiagnostic transdiagnostic therapeutic uses. In terms of their combined applications, a number of recreational users currently utilize psychedelics and VR together to enhance their experience. We propose that VR may be a useful tool for preparing hallucinogen-naive participants in clinical trials for the sensory distortions experienced in psychedelic states. Given the critical role of setting in psychedelic treatment outcomes, we also detail 
detail how virtual reality could be used to optimize the environment in psychedelic sessions. Finally, we provide considerations for future studies and detail how advancements in psychedelic and VR research can inform one another. Collectively, this article outlines a number of connections between psychedelics and VR, and more broadly, is representative of growing scientific interest into the interactions among technology, psychopharmacology, and mental health, folks. So there you have it. There you have it. The merger of the virtual reality, which is, I'm telling you, it's just the first iteration, the public uh, product, all right, the consumer-grade product of the transcran- uh, transcranial electronic stimulation helmet or the N-cubed helmet or eventually the brain chip. And so now they are combining the virtual reality helmets with the psychedelic drugs, folks. I'm telling you, this is MK Ultra times a hundred, ladies and gentlemen. It is here. Mind control is alive and well. And now they are going for the gold standard, which will be the psychedelic drugs combined with access to your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, let me try to run you through the last few pieces that I want to show you here. This was a New York Times.com piece, and this is virtual reality therapy plunges patients back into trauma. Here is why some swear by it. And I don't want to go uh, read this whole entire article for you, but essentially what they're talking about here, and this was written in June of 2021, is that they are literally taking people, we mentioned this uh, earlier on the show, a couple episodes ago, but I just wanted to show you where that came from. They are literally plunging people back into combat. Um using the virtual reality headsets. And in some studies, I've seen they're coupling this with psychedelics. So they're tripping out former war veterans and then strapping up a VR headset and sending them back to the place that caused their PTSD. I'll just read you. uh, When a veterans affairs therapist first suggested that Chris Merkel try a virtual reality simulation that would mimic his days in combat, he was horrified. Quote, I was like, you want to put me in a virtual world reliving my worst days, my worst nightmares? Question mark. He said. And so this is very much, folks, like Manchurian Candidate with Denzel Washington, if you haven't seen this. But if you want to go take a look at this article, just look up uh, virtual reality therapy trauma, you know, New York Times, and you will find this and you can read about it. Now, this is um, basically pushing the the positive sides, supposed positive sides, is part of the adoption campaign. 
And so they get into uh, virtual reality and plunging people back. I mean, it is an an in-depth article. And I set it aside because I think I'm going to get back to it when I do uh, some more technical stuff on virtual reality. But I wanted to pull it in here for you, just so you know. They're now using virtual reality to pull these guys into back into war and uh, then in some studies now they're coupling that with the psychedelics folks all right want to show you this that came up and this is at uh dot.la and this is how vr company trip t-r-i-p-p simulates psychedelic euphoria to address depression and anxiety it says by the time nania reeves was 16 she had seen the disastrous effects of substance abuse on her mother and sister and had spent time recovering at a psychiatric hospital where a therapist introduced her to meditation and breathing techniques that helped her cope with the chaos that surrounded her quote it was a tool that really gave me space to insert pauses when i was having these big feelings and start to train my brain on the decisions i was making at any given moment end quote she said since then both reeves mother and sister passed away from drug abuse a new tragedy the loss of her husband to cancer spurred her next venture aimed at spreading the coping techniques she'd been taught in 2018 she co-launched trip a virtual reality meditation experience that mimics aspects of psychedelics to help people cope with chaos or destruction in their lives the company announced on friday it raised 11 million dollars led by mayfield and life science VC firm Vine Ventures bringing its total funding to $15 million. Its technology guides users through a breathing meditation that lasts anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes while their eye line is littered with neon colored shapes, pulsating flowers, blurred slow motion movements, and other abstract kaleidoscope visualizations. The experience is meant to mimic what one might see while hallucinating on psychedelics without having to actually take psychedelics. Users can customize their own visuals through a program called Trip Composer. All right, and I'm not going to go through all this stuff, but I've actually seen now people are using TRIP in combination with psychedelics, and uh, this type of VR stuff will be implemented in, you know, the metaverse and things like that. So now they're going to try to mind control people with the VR headset without the psychedelics, and you're going to start to see studies between what allows them to mind hack uh, more successfully. But as you can see, they're combining VR with psychedelics. But this I wanted to show you because you'll find this company trip out there in the psychedelic VR space, and there is a lot of money flowing around, folks. In fact, maybe we should just stop doing the show and all of us should get together. We'll form some company around psychedelics and VR and we will make a fortune. All right. Let me just show you a few private sector things going on here. Uh, Businessinsider.com. This is an article from a few days ago, October 11, 2022. Titled here, Elon Musk reportedly goes on exploratory journeys and likes to show friends a chart of the benefits of MDMA and mushrooms over 
alcohol. Okay, so this is our buddy Elon Musk who wants to drill a hole in the back of your head and shove a brain chip inside there with tentacles going down and tickling your brain. It says Elon Musk likes to discuss the benefits of MDMA and mushrooms with friends, the New York Times reported. One friend said the billionaire had been on mild exploratory journeys. Musk has discussed the benefits of psychedelics in the past. Elon Musk is no stranger to psychedelic drugs and often likes to discuss the benefits of the substances. The billionaire likes to share a chart that shows MDMA and psychedelic mushrooms are healthier than alcohol use. One person who Musk shared the chart with on a vacation told the publication. The Times spoke with over 40 people who have spent time with the richest man in the world over the past decade and a half. Uh, so 15 years, many under conditions of anonymity due to concerns of repercussions, as well as non-disclosure, uh, non-disclosure agreements that they were required to sign at the parties Musk attended. <laughs> they signed NDAs. For the past 20 years, Musk has attended nearly every Burning Man festival, often accompanied by his younger brother, Kimball Musk. Quote, I have been with him on mild exploratory journeys, end quote. David Marglin, a Bay Area lawyer who met Mr. Musk at Burning Man and has been his friend for 20 years, told the Times, quote, and he appreciates the value of those journeys. Nothing out of control or wild, but it's all night and there's dancing and uh, revelry, end quote. Neither Marglin nor Musk responded to insiders' request to get in touch for comment ahead of publication. In the past, Tesla CEO has expressed support for psychedelics. Earlier this year, he tweeted in response to a thread on the issue from billionaire investor Mark Andreessen. Andreessen Horowitz, we've talked about them, connected to InQtel CIA, folks. Quote, I've talked to many people who are helped by psychedelics and ketamine than SSRIs and amphetamines, Musk wrote on Twitter. And so I'm not going to go into this whole thing, but there you go. Musk is uh, dipping his toe into the psychedelic industry. Who knows? Maybe he'll be at Wonderland. All right, here's another friend of ours, Bill Gates. This is an article from February 2017, businessinsider.com. Bill Gates once coyly defended LSD use by saying, Quote, I never missed a day of work, end quote. Uh, Entrepreneurs have turned to psychedelics and other illicit drugs for years in order to hack the brain en route to success. Steve Jobs dropped acid. Richard Branson smokes marijuana. Author and investor Tim Ferriss loves uh, ayahuasca, a psychedelic that induces mind-boggling hallucinations and is illegal in the U.S. And then it goes on to say that Bill Gates, back in 19, going all the way back to 1994 in an interview with Playboy magazine, Playboy said, ever take LSD? Gates said, my errant youth ended a long time ago. Playboy said, what does that mean? Gates said, that means there were things I did under the age of 25 that I ended up not doing subsequently. Interviewer pressed, Playboy asked, one LSD story involved you staring at a table and thinking the corner was going to plunge into your eye. Gates smiles, Playboy, a glimmer of recognition, Gates, that was on the other side of that boundary. And so, throughout the years, Gates has uh, talked about this stuff. Now, here's another article I pulled for you. 
I just want to show you, because as we're wrapping this up, I just want to show you that this is spread far and wide. This is globenewswire.com, and this is big-name executives and celebrities open up opportunities for retail investors by investing in psychedelic treatment as a means of addressing mental health crisis. Why? Because they love you. Because they love you. And this was from December 2020. One day we are all going to look back at psychedelic stocks and realize the Grateful Dead was right. What a long, strange trip it's been. Psychedelic stocks came into play after Forbes ran an article about Johns Hopkins University announcing a $17 million commitment for its Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research. Next up was about a year and a half ago when Johnson & Johnson's ketamine-derived nasal spray, Spray Vado, which was the first materially new depression treatment in decades, was approved by the FDA. Since then, money has poured into psychedelic research, and an entire new industry was created in the stock market. Even though it is now legal to take psychedelics in Oregon and parts of Canada, the recreational market is not where the big money will be made. The real money in psychedelics will be made from FDA-approved drugs for the treatment of depression and mental health. Depression is a common mental disorder affecting more than 264 million people worldwide. It's a lot more than that. Mental health disorders are on the rise in every country in the world and could cost the global economy up to $16 trillion annually by 2030. So it goes on to say, investor interest in psychedelics for mental health is snowballing as many big-name executives and celebrities are investing in the sector's future. Industry analysis believe the psychedelic sector could bring in over $6.85 billion by 2027. And that number does not take into consideration a blockbuster drug being approved that will make life easier for those 264 million people suffering from depression. We have seen some well-funded leaders emerge, but there are also some lesser-known names with tremendous potential. Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary, that is uh, Mr. Wonderful. He's uh, former Canopy Growth CEO Bruce Linton. And PayPal billionaire Peter Thiel have all made significant investments in companies doing psychedelic research. Companies like Mind Medicine, eHave, Compass Pathways, and Haven Life Sciences have the potential to show big returns to patient investors. And so this article goes on to talk about other companies growing out of this space and other big-time investors. So you have Peter Thiel, the transhumanist technocrat, who funded Singularity, who, um, you know, was a big government contractor, Leach. Oh, yeah, he's in it, folks. Now you wonder why he tells you Christianity and transhumanism are the same thing. They just have small metaphysical differences because both Peter and God offer you eternal life. Well, maybe he's microdosing. This article I pulled up for you the other day, Uh, I just want to repeat it here, Forbes.com. This is Silicon Valley is microdosing magic mushrooms to boost their careers. And this talks about the guys over 30, 35 years old in Silicon Valley that are microdosing. But now that you know what microdosing is, this makes a lot of sense to you. So you got these guys all jacked up on mushrooms. And then this final piece I'm going to tie in here, folks, and this is from Benzinga. This is Joe Rogan de-demonizing psychedelics. And I don't need to get into all this because you've heard me um, 
break balls uh, about Joe Rogan. And it's got a good little cartoon. And it's Joe Rogan sitting there. And it says, that's crazy, man. Have you ever tried DMT? And he's smoking a joint. And I told you that Joe Rogan is part of pushing this new age drug culture, ayahuasca, you know, DMT, psychedelics, and the rest. And I probably should not have attacked Joe Rogan if I really cared about my own career and success, because Rogan handles a number of other podcasters that are in what we'd call the conspiracy space. People that I would like to be able to get on their show or to have on this show because they do have a lot of good information. Similar to Stephen Kinzer, I believe a lot of them are and they may not know it, but similar to disinformation agents, they are giving you 95% truth and then pretty much not releasing the uh, whole truth or pushing you in a different direction or basically telling you that psychedelics are good, but not really connecting that back to MK Ultra, and not saying that all of these technocrats, these transhumanists, these scumbag anti-human elitists uh, are the ones behind this. People aren't legalizing psychedelics and rolling it out in government pot shops and in the VAs and in the hospitals because they love you. They're doing it because they're going to blow your mind out of your head and uh, control your body and force you into the metaverse. It's pretty damn clear, folks. I think our body of work speaks for itself. All right, that's it, folks. That's it on mental illness. That's it on psychedelics. That is it on ketamine. That is everything that is going on today. Uh, if I see other big news come out, I will cover it again. But that is MK Ultra alive and well today. So I wanted to show you the big push through uh, mental illness, the uh, you know the big push here in psychedelics, and how it's all merging. It's going to merge in with the virtual reality, and they are going to be mind bending and mind blasting everyone, ladies and gentlemen. That is what is happening, folks. All right, so what I'm going to do on tomorrow's show, because I really want to cover this piece. This is by David Salinas Flores. And this was a paper he wrote, Mind Control from Nazis <clears throat> to DARPA. And we're going to go through this and see if there's anything that we missed that we should uh, cover and touch upon. Because I found some work by this David Salinas Flores, and I'm going to reach out to him and try to get him on the show. So between that tomorrow and then the interview we're going to conduct with uh, Dana on Sunday... I'm hoping we could wrap up the MK Ultra portion of this broadcast, the Dustin Gold Standard, and get back to Cyborg Soldier. And then eventually I'll come back and talk about Operation Paperclip in more depth, depending on what happens with Dana, folks. But we've got to get back to Cyborg Soldier because then there's so much more after that that I have planned for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful Friday evening, a fantastic Saturday. I will see you tomorrow when we get into this piece by David Salinas Flores. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion 
at pain.tv slash gold.